0: Welcome to the so to speak podcast. I'm Christy Mandor, and I'm so glad you found your way here as an energy leadership and mindset coach. I work with high achieving leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into doing the meaningful work that lights them up in this podcast. You're going to be hearing conversations with leaders, creatives, entrepreneurs, trailblazers and change makers. Who share their stories and strategies that help them to continue on when the inevitable mental quicksand comes to take them down. My hope is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling less alone and more relieved, reset and reconnected with yourself and a possible shift in perspective that supports you in reigniting your passion and unwavering dedication to doing the work you came here to do. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back. Uh, If you're new here, I want to just share with you how Wednesdays work. And if you're not new here, this is relatively new in regards to format. So I just started doing solo episodes this past year. And what I've decided to do is have Wednesdays be a midweek pick-me-up. And I'll be focused on either something that was gleaned from a client during a session or a workshop that I felt would be really... Supportive to you in some way in strengthening your emotional intelligence and mindset, and maybe shifting your perspective too when it comes to whatever topic we're focusing on. The second possibility for Wednesdays is to extend on a guest episode. So the longer form guest episodes run on Sundays, those run about 45 minutes to an hour, like most long form shows. And sometimes there's like an afterthought or there's a point that a guest made that I'm like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. And I wanted to save it for Wednesdays because I didn't want to interrupt them and kind of put a kink in the flow of the conversation. So that's what Wednesdays today is for. And today specifically, I'm going to be focusing on, so funny to say that I'm going to be focusing on distraction. So many of us have our own relationship with distraction and what I've realized over the years is that distraction is oftentimes something that we use to our advantage without realizing it so I'm not talking about distraction like you know you're having um you just had a moment or you're having a crummy uh, experience and you're distracting yourself from that. I'm not talking about that. I'm like, you know, let's just get your mind off it and distract yourself. I'm talking about when you're in that moment where you're like, I just can't focus. I get so distracted so easily. Oftentimes what I found in myself, and I'm going to share two different client stories to really bring the point home. It really is having us saved from facing what's underneath the distraction. And it can become a very disadvantageous and unhelpful habit because beyond the whole where your attention goes, energy flows kind of thought, it's more about paying attention to what we're doing and what our thoughts are underneath what we're doing because that really is what's driving our action. So you've heard it here before. You probably have heard it in general. If you're someone who listens to any sort of personal development, anything or read anything personal development is that our thoughts create our feelings and those inform what we do, right? So if we're thinking something, it's going to inevitably because of the mind-body connection affect the chemicals in our body. And then it's going to inform what, we choose to do, what the result is, what our behavior is, what the action is that we take or don't take. So when it comes to distraction, I have a very long, long lived relationship with distraction. Ever since I was a little kid, I was always been very creative, very active imagination. And I was horrible at reading comprehension, which is hilarious because I love reading now, not to say that I don't have to go back and reread sentences you know, when you're reading and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know what I just read because I was in my head. Of course I do that. But I was horrible at reading comprehension because I was so active mentally that it was hard for me to grasp. So was that ADD? I don't know because I grew up in the 80s and that wasn't a term that was as frequently diagnosed as is today. But before any of us self-diagnose ourselves, right? It's more about giving yourself the option to see how distraction could be helping you. Because as I got older, a few things turned up. And I'm pausing because I'm realizing that a few things turned up. And the reason I was able to notice them is because I was practicing a lot of the tips that I put on the solo episodes here about self-awareness and paying attention to our thoughts. And it, that's a habit and a practice. So the more you practice that, the more you'll start noticing, not just your thoughts, but you'll strengthen your noticing of your emotions. You'll be able to label your emotions with a bit more ease, which then does create a sense of chilling out your nervous system. And then you'll also be able to listen into your intuition because the more you can get clear internally of like, what's what it is so helpful. So I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here but so um when you think about like fear right so if you're if you're nervous about speaking in some way whether it's public speaking in front of a big group or if it's speaking up in a meeting or it's speaking to a client and pitching fear is normal that's totally normal and then the more you begin to notice what fear feels like in your body when your life is not threatened The more you'll be able to choose what to do with it. So there's many options. I'm not going to go in here of what you can do once you start noticing fear. And you'll be able to discern your intuition from that fear. So for example, you may be fearful, you might feel fear and cortisol and adrenaline and all the fight and flight chemicals coursing through your body right before you're about to pitch to a really amazing dream client. Underneath it though. You will feel a steadiness and you will feel a keep going sensation, whatever that means to you. And I say, whatever that means to you, because our intuition is so unique to us. There might be similarities, how different people can sense it in them, but under the fear is your intuition steady as a rock. And the more you can really get clear on what the feelings feel like, the more you're able to really notice when your intuition is speaking to you. So that's really cool. So that helped me in understanding where my distraction came from. So my distraction became more and more of a habit and and not necessarily where it came from, but how it was helping me, even though it was not helping me, how I thought it was helping me. So what happened was I started really focusing within my business. And I started getting really nervous. And it wasn't like a normal, oh, you're starting something new nervousness. It was like a deep rooted fear that was felt very jarring, felt very uncomfortable. And it wasn't until I realized like when you're focused, you're more present. And if you are going to be more present, you need to feel safe in your body. There's no way around it. If you don't feel safe in your body, you will go to your head. It's just, that's how it's going to go because you're not going to, you're literally going to feel like your life is at stake. And the more I could start doing practices through traditional talk therapy, through different energy healing modalities where I wasn't talking at all so that I could just feel comfortable being in my body and feeling safe in my body, my distraction decreased. And one piece that really stood out to me, and I do feel like in our society, this is a bit more of a gender bias for sure, is that I had these flashbacks from when I was a kid. And you may relate to this too, that when I was focused, it seemed scary. Like that's how I interpreted it, right? My focus tended to create a little bit of fear in other people or it threatened them in some way. And the more we can focus, the more we're awakening when people talk about like the power in us, it is so powerful. You know what it feels like to focus and you know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of someone focused. It is so powerful and it can be very intimidating So the last thing I wanted to do as a female in our society growing up is be intimidating. So distraction really helped me feel safer. So if you're connecting that, I'm hoping that you're understanding, right? Like that idea that, okay, sure. Maybe as a kid, I was distracted. I had a very creative mind. And all of a sudden that habit started forming and being a way for me to feel protected so in its own way, it was like a whoopee, right? Like it, was, it was like its own little blanket for me. And the more that I felt safer in my body, and this was just a few years ago, this wasn't even like 20 years ago, the more I was able to consistently stay focused and get comfortable with that feeling and realize that being someone who, again, might be you as well, We don't talk about this that much. The idea of being very sensitive. It's like a off the table conversation in a world that's constantly like, you know, pull up your bootstraps, but I am highly sensitive as you may be too. Meaning that I'm, I take in a lot of stimulus from the world and distraction was another way for me to protect myself. And of course I had my own, you know, numbing out. Go to's that I still have challenges with. But I was able to realize, like, oh my gosh, I am feeling safer with distraction from being overwhelmed by what's coming to me. And the more that I could, again, put practices to use that really, really, really help, the more I was able to stay grounded within myself. And feel comfortable with other people's response, excuse me, like if there was a response from them, from me being focused, and if I did feel something come up in me that felt like they, even if it was just my story, that felt like they were feeling intimidated or threatened, or I was creating a feeling in them, which we all know we can't, we're not in charge of, we don't have that much power. We can't create the feeling in the other person. It can be a trigger. That is their own story, but we we don't have that power, right? And someone else. But the more I was able to practice staying rooted, staying grounded, life became so much more enjoyable. I won't even say easier or simpler because there's still challenges for sure. It just became more enjoyable and it became more colorful and more rich. And it was really once I understood that when I was focused it was powerful some people are going to dig it and some people are not going to dig it and that's how it goes okay the other two i'm going to share two other client stories about distraction to bring this point home one of them is a client who is a manager and she was like i'm so unfocused i want to work on being focused and i was like okay let's let's work on being focused so we we went through the beginning of her, her time with me. And we ended up uncovering, we're going to shoot right to the end here. We ended up uncovering that she was feeling so unfocused and she wanted to be more focused yet underneath it, the distraction was helping her feel more needed. So at work, she was wanting to, you know, not have to check her email all the time. And she kept getting notified. And we talked about obvious remedies, like what about turning off your notification? What about batching your email? And there seemed to be an excuse for each, even though it is not a requirement from her company that she has to be notified. It's not a requirement from her company that she has to have email up all the time. But what we underneath it found, which was super courageous and brave on her side too, it was very vulnerable, was admitting that if she became more focused and wasn't as available, she felt like she wouldn't be as needed. And then she she was able to really face what that meant to her about her role and her identity. And it was so beautiful to witness because she softened, she was able to understand the benefit for herself and for everybody else that she works alongside, um, how it could benefit them greatly with her really strengthening her focus bit by bit not like an overhaul, but just slowly. And we started putting some practices together for her. So that was one way that it was serving her. And that's something you may relate to. And then the last story, I had a client just yesterday, we were talking about distraction. She's incredibly prolific with her creativity and uh, very brilliant with her creativity and gets really excited and her distraction of, I don't know which project to start. And it's so exciting. And, oh, my goodness. And then there was also an overwhelm underneath that because the follow through wasn't always there. And when we unpacked it more regarding like, how is distraction serving you right now? Two things came up. So the first seemed pretty obvious. So we knew that wasn't the one, right? Like when it's that obvious, sometimes it could be clear and it's right in the surface. And we're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it was right there. Like when, when your sunglasses are on your head and you look all over your house for them. But oftentimes when it's that clear, there really is something underneath. Like you think like, Oh, that was it. And it's like, "No, that was not it. That was just a little breadcrumb to lead you to it. So what we realized was that there was a fear of missing out, which, we all can relate to, to a degree, on opportunities for projects for work. And so her distraction helped her not really face that fear and kind of calm it down a little bit. But when we stayed with it and we looked even further underneath, what she found very clearly and very, I could feel her energy soften and also open and crack a little bit in a beautiful way, Is that there was a fear of success because if she focused on one project and took all of that frenetic scattered energy and put it all into this one project, talk about power. If you stream all of that energy into one project and from her past experience, which is all of our thoughts, right? It's our past experience and our our life experience. She witnessed so much that she interpreted that success was not safe. So in her mind, without her realizing until today, until yesterday, she had this inner monologue playing, this belief that success isn't safe. So if success isn't safe, how is she going to increase her income, which is something she wants to do as well? And how is she going to be able to focus on projects that really deliver in a way that she knows she can bring that creative energy to. And so we were able to play around with shifting the language around that. And that was a big deal. And that can also be a flip. So if you're someone who's like, no, success is not my fear. It's more failure. Another, that's another possibility. If you have your hands dipped in a lot of things and you're not giving all of your energy to one thing then the fear of failure isn't really scary because you're like, oh, well, I didn't give up my all. So there's a bit of an excuse. But if you gave it your all and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to, because we get so connected and tied to outcome, there could be a fear of failure that distraction is helping have you avoid. So what do you do? What do you do with distraction? So I am a firm believer Whether it's working with me or whether it's working with another coach or a therapist, I feel like when it comes to really getting curious with yourself and being really brutally honest with yourself and feeling like you can say whatever the heck you want to, even if you're doing it with like one eye closed kind of wincing. It is so helpful to do it with someone who's objective, who has no connection to you in a personal way. There's no bias, right? So with a coach or a therapist, you get a hundred percent unbiased perspective. You get total presence. You get a container, which hopefully is very safe for you to feel like you can be completely honest. And most importantly, be completely honest, realizing that your biggest fear of saying whatever has been in you and you've been afraid to say that when you say it, it really softens the amount of power that it had over you. Because I believe it was Brene Brown who said that secrets and shame, once they're shared with a trusted confidant, they lose their power. They lose their power, right? And with 8 billion people in the world, whatever is inside of you that you're afraid to verbally say Chances are at least one of those 8 billion people, I would I would say maybe even 10, um, they all have felt it too. And so there's that sense of shared humanity that comes with that self-compassion practice. So if you're interested and you're saying to yourself, you know, I know that I'm meant for more, I have been trying to reach this goal or uh, achieve this, or I've made all these achievements. Maybe you've done all the metrics that society thinks are quote unquote success, and you're still feeling a bit of a void, like an unfulfilled void inside, that is a perfect time to reach out to a coach or a therapist to really unpack what that could be so that you don't feed the void with things that are not helpful, which we all have a tendency to do. Um, So if you're interested in reaching out to me, absolutely. I'll put the show in the show notes ways that you can do that. And we can even do a chemistry call. I'll put that below too. So you can reach out to see if we're a good fit. There are so many coaches and therapists out there, which is a wonderful thing because you're going to find someone who fits you, who connects with you, where you're at. And, um, and you have a right to really be selective. You have a right to be selective because you do want to stay with someone who you can build your relationship with. So you don't have to start over every single time. And unless you want to start over, but most people don't, they like having someone that they can just jump right in with. And I offer uh, five month packages for coaching. That's solo. I also that's going to be um, once at uh, once every other week, so twice a month for five months. And we do an energy leadership assessment. We can talk all about it. And we do um, core values exercises. We do anything specifically you want to focus on, but within that, we really focus on how you can reach what you want to achieve, whether it is something external or whether it's something internal that you want to strengthen a quality you want to strengthen within yourself or a relationship. And we do that through strengthening emotional intelligence and mindset practices and energy practices, which all are connected. So definitely connect with me about that. But for now, I'll leave you with this. If you are interested in even feeling like, you know what, I am very distracted or chances are, if it's not you, you know, someone who's close to you, who is oftentimes very distracted and how can you get curious with it instead of judgmental so how can you say you know what this is this is an interesting thing that i do almost looking at yourself like a human science experiment right like let's neutralize and normalize it neutralize and normalize it that it's just a habit it's not bad or good you get to choose it you get to choose what distraction is for you and the more that you're able to Really look at it from an objective lens, the more you're able to get unhooked by it and really start shifting gears in a way that could be more beneficial for you and reaching whatever goals you want to reach. Uh, And then the last thing that I'll say too that could be really fun when you're doing this is you may know that I do a lot of character work. I personify emotions and I personify qualities, characters within us that really help with bringing home the entire emotional intelligence practice. So even giving it a name like, oh, distracted Debbie's popping up or distracted Donald's popping up. And instead of looking at yourself as a whole as, oh my gosh, I'm so distracted. And then going down the mental quicksand spiral of your inner critic, having a field day with you when you can really pull it out as a part of you, like, oh, distracted Debbie, let's talk about it. What's going on? You can talk to that part of yourself in a way that is oftentimes more kind, more patient, and a lot more self-compassionate than we would if we were talking just to ourselves. So that really does work um, in helping with being able to be curious. So if you need a little assistance with being curious, look at personifying that part of yourself versus looking at it like your entire being is distracted. Cause that's not, that's not the case. You got a lot of wonderful parts within you. Okay. So put it to practice. Let me know how it goes. I love hearing from you. So definitely let me know. And I'll put all that info in the show notes below. If you run into challenges, let me know. And I can do episodes in the future on any challenges that popped up. If you run into any wins, totally let me know that too. I'd love hearing that celebration. All wins are wins. No small, big, doesn't matter the size. And if you're interested in learning more about working with me, definitely um, set up a 20-minute chemistry call and we'll go from there. All right. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the So to Speak podcast. If you found some insight or some useful nuggets in this episode, I want to hear about it. So make sure to connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, at Christy Mandor. Also go ahead and share it with anyone else you feel could benefit from the messages in this episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and throw up a rating and a review wherever you're listening in from, which helps significantly in other people learning about the podcast, because it takes all of us to get ahead of our heads.